levanto temprano, mañana hay que estudiar. Eh, pero ya hola, hola, días. bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Pérez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got a little episode all about friendship for y'all. Yes, it is in the United States, it's Valentine's Day, but in Latin America we call it El Día del Amor y la Amistad, mm -hmm. so it's a day of love and friendship, and we wanted to talk about the love in friendship. Yeah, we've done different like anti-Valentine's Day episodes, and I feel like this is a very sweet like counter to yeah the overly focus on romantic love on Valentine's Day, so I love this. Um, and you picked this first song, can you tell us about it? I did. So this is Bad Bunny, who like had a little Grammys moment mm -hmm. yesterday. So we're recording this on Monday. And so yesterday was Sunday. And it was the Grammys. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I chose Callaita. So let's take a listen to it. I chose this song because of the a line in it that I remember when it came out and still I really love it. Um, he, that he says, Anda con una amiga que es como su jeva. And I think that there's something in that line that really gets at some of what I want to question about like the ways that we build relationships. Because Valentine's for me really brings up the fact that we as a society sometimes put like monogamous heterosexual romantic partnership often as the apex of like human social mm -hmm. relationships. And that's, I really, I, I really don't think that's true. And also, mm -hmm. Because I came up in a black feminist tradition um, that taught me to question that, I like have like political affiliations towards other kinds, you know, towards like not making a hierarchy of our the ways that we love. So um, I just like really mm -hmm. often bristle at the idea that romantic partnership is the end all be all of our lives. And it's sort of what I was thinking about with this episode and what we were thinking about when we were talking about this episode around friendship. Um, that, you know, we could talk about the love around friends and this, like, this line really, really does that for me. Like, it's like, yes, like, this person is somebody that I'm committed to. Like, mm -hmm. this idea of, like, la mía que es como su jeva, like, yes, I relate to that in so many ways. I have felt that, like, 
out of the people that I'm choosing to bring in my life. Like my friends often do feel like my soulmates. Like mm. they are Miheva, you know, mm. like, and I've seen that reflected in their lives as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I love that. I think you and I, um, yeah, I think we agree, even though we relate to like romance and relationships differently. Maybe we, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we do share this value. And I like people will say like, I married my best friend. And I'm like, that's so sad to me because <laughs> you could have two people or multiple people that are like that close to you. You know, you could have a best friend and a partner, but instead you just have one. <laughs> like, mm. like well, why would you want less? We you do. know, it's like sort of like the way that like this like standard romantic partnership script that exists in the world, like really asks us all to put like all of our eggs in one basket. Right. And, um, and this is like a little bit more self-helpy than I usually get, but like you, I imagine that you know Esther Perel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is this person that like you know talks a lot about relationships, and I listened to this, um, I think a TED talk that she did about everything that we put on romantic partnership these days that like we ask for friendship, we ask for divinity, we ask for like, like we literally like what we expect out of a romantic partnership in this day and age is what people used to expect from like God. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, and like their whole community, you know? Yeah. Like it's like you use, like you have like a whole, you need like a whole community of people to like meet many of your needs and Mm -hmm. like to really center everything. Like, you know, capitalism really does that too, you know, like the way that like housing is expensive, the way that so many like tax breaks are given to people who um, are married, Mm -hmm. like there's so much that is like, systemic things that are really um, making heterosexual monogamous partnership and like maybe less now emphasis on the heterosexual, but uh, making romantic partnership as like really the apex of everything is so I think really misguided. Yeah. And it feels very, um, not surprisingly, like a very male kind of way to do things, right? Like, like, okay, like you're a straight man. It's like your wife can be your everything, right? She's your mate. She's your sexual partner. She's your emotional support. She's your house cleaner. She's the one who takes care of your kid. She cooks for you, right? Like, Lord, but like, could not be me. <laughs> right. But like the, the inequity of that, right? Like I see so many yeah. women, straight women talking about how, much their like male partners fall short on so many of those things, right? And that the women take on so much more of the labor. Um, and it, yeah, it's just such a, I don't know, there's something that feels very like sexist and male about that idea even. And also like the ways in which I think men are really discouraged from having like close intimate friendships with other men. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's seen as like, you know, gay or not manly and whatever. And so like an isolated man is going to be like, well, like, yes, wife, like you should be my everything, you know, you should be all the things because, um, and not to say that women don't also fall into that trap, but yeah, I mean, I think this is the thing that polyamory like has to offer everybody, even if you're monogamous is this, um, yeah, this acknowledgement that like not one, no one person can meet all of your needs Mm -hmm. and that there's a benefit to investing in relationships, non-romantic relationships and like multiple yeah, multiple people, um, not just putting all your eggs in one basket. And um, yeah, I think it's really sad. Um, yeah, and that's how it makes it also like that like level of isolation makes it really difficult to leave really toxic situations or right. situations that have maybe aren't Fault. toxic, but like yeah. are no longer for you, you know, yep. like it's not yep. a place where like you're getting joy. And if like, but if it's like where you're getting like literally any social connection, like – 
my God, like your whole world falls apart. And like Mm -hmm. when I ended an 11 year relationship, like it was devastating, Mm -hmm. but like my whole world didn't fall apart. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I had like people in my life who were like making spreadsheets to make sure Mm -hmm. that I was like fed and (laughs) like accompanied and like, you know, like it was like I was going to be like, it was the reason that I was okay. Yeah. There was a text out of all your friends. Who were, who were like talking about what you needed and how to support you. Yeah, it was really beautiful to see. I was like, I didn't even know some of the people on this thread, but like it was like this. Yeah, somebody was like, we got to bring come together to make sure Beto's okay, you know? It's so, it was so beautiful. It was, mm-hmm. it was like the reason that I was like, okay, this is going to be okay. Even like in like so much sadness, I was like, this is why I'm going to be okay. Because like mm-hmm. these are the people that are going to be here with me forever. And there's mm-hmm. this Bell Hooks quote that, I've been thinking about recently that's like deep and abiding friendships are the place where many women know lasting love. And I'm like, yes, that's right. Like mm-hmm. people, well, many women might know lasting love romantically, but like many, many women where they like, that's where they find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much, um, yeah, there's so much missing from our societal focus on romance and romantic relationships and like, you know, there's no, there's a lot, so little context for like friend breakups, which can be really, yes. really devastating. And there's like and not very difficult. There's no yeah, script for it. No, and people don't understand like how hard it mm-hmm. is. And and also like I've been lately been like taking my friendships as like my most intimate friendships as seriously as my romantic relationships, and that I like make time and and care to like process like emotional things that happen between us as friends which i feel like there's also not like a lot of um scripts for that you know whereas Mm -hmm. for and that's like um you know the book big friendship by aminatsu so and ann friedman like really tries to like take that seriously and they talk about like going to couples therapy as friends you know Mm, which is kind of amazing to me um that is amazing but yeah not only do i like want to invest in my friendships but i also have boundaries and limits and things that like I can't tolerate in friendships with deep intimacy and like that's also getting clearer for me as I get older and take these relationships more seriously it's like it's not just gonna be like oh we happen to be close because of x y and z it's like no that there's a there's a reason that we are um building this emotional intimacy and I need I need certain things in emotionally intimate relationships including friendships you know yeah yeah that and I love that framing of like giving the same level of care to platonic friendships that you would to romantic relationships I think is so so important and so beautiful and I mean I think that I've had so many like I've had friendships where people can't tell if we're romantically involved or not and (laughs) I personally find that really funny and I love to fan those flames right right because yeah (laughs) the distinctions are so not that important yeah yeah but it's just like people aren't used to seeing the level of intimacy and closeness that I experienced with some of my friendships um, in a relationship where their sexuality is not part of that equation. Um, it's so interesting to me how people struggle to see that sometimes. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think queers, queerness like creates more, you know, it's not like every queer person has this kind of approach or has like deep friendships the way they have relationships, but I do feel like it gives us some permission Um 
to do that in terms of like the necessity for chosen family and like sometimes not being yeah not being part of like traditional family systems in the same way or I don't know even just like being able to be good friends with your exes I feel like in straight communities Mm -hmm. that's like really taboo because men and women can't be friends without it being sexual which is just such an absurd Mm -hmm. idea um so so obviously if that was like what all like queer women would only have male friends like it just doesn't make any sense you know and so right yeah there's like more fluidity which i really appreciate yeah yeah definitely queerness is the reason that i know all this stuff like Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful i'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for that it's the reason that i feel like i've learned all this stuff for sure yeah yeah and it's cute because there's here and on Valentine's Day, um, Christy Lorado, I've talked about on this show before, and some other Latinx DJs are ho- are hosting like a like a party, like a dance party. They're calling it like Amor Expansivo, I think, or Explosivo. Oh, yeah. I'll put the um, I'll put the info in the show notes. Um, I'm excited about it because they also like we did some brainstorming together about like how to make the space feel better because they did a Halloween party at this bar that they're doing like a residency at. She's doing a residency at, and it was like the space was really overrun by straight people who were just at that bar. Like they had no idea what was happening. They're like, Oh, the music is good. So it didn't have like E a, like a very safe queer vibe or B also like a COVID safe vibe at all. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she like called me and some other people and were like, what was your experience? Like at the party, like what can I do to make it better? And so anyway, they're doing like an, uh, uh, free RCP. So you have to RCP online, but it's free to prevent people who are just like randos walking in from being part of the party. So if you're in DC, um, it's next Tuesday when this is after this is running. And then, for, yeah, the person I texted about going to it is my best friend. It's <laughs> like, let's go to this oh. party, you yeah. know? So, um, so yeah, it's like, whatever. Valentine's Day is whatever. Um, and yeah, I had a really sweet moment with that with M. Shout out M if she's listening. Like where we had like a friendship commitment moment a few years ago where we were both just like, we're in this for the long haul. Like this is we're like we have a commitment to, toward each other as friends. And that was like really meaningful to me. I'd never like yeah. explicitly said that to someone before, you know. Yeah. And I think that's really yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, it provides me a lot of solace and comfort in a way that a romantic relationship wouldn't, you know. So Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and we also just wanted to shout, I wanted to shout out Bad Bunnies. Yeah, you said he was at the Grammys. Um, I didn't watch, I don't really care that much about the Grammys, but I was watching like the highlights and like I saw Lizzo's speech, which was awesome. And then, um, yeah, I saw a little bit of his speech and his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you, what did you think about his win? I thought it was cute. I mean, I think it's so absurd that Harry Styles beat out, like I think for like album of the year or whatever. Um, yeah. Either Beyonce it. or Bad Bunny. I don't get it. But it's not surprising to me. The Grammys are often loudly wrong. I mean, (laughs) that body of people that they they don't, they just, I don't know. Like, remember when they chose, like, um, I was listening to this podcast where they're talking about the time that they chose um, Macklemore over Kendrick Lamar for Best New Artist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or about how the year that, like, Purple Rain was out, they gave a Grammy to, like, a Lionel Richie album. Like, it's just, like, they're, like, con- it's it's almost, like, expected. Like, you don't right. expect them to make the right call. It's similar, I feel like, maybe to the Latin Grammys, where it's, like, right. a group of people who's, like, committed to, like, an Status old quo. way of doing yeah. things that's <clears throat> not on the vanguard, you know? Like, yeah. it's not who I look to for the vanguard. Right. I look elsewhere for that. Right. So, yeah, him getting, like, best urban album is not, like, that big of a deal, right? Like, I mean, it's amazing that he was up there and he got, like, a gringo Grammy, but, like, you know. But it's not, like, a stretch to say that he had the best 
would want to know. It's of like year. very yeah. obvious. Come yeah, on. totally, totally. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting to see how. Um, I knew that he didn't really speak much English, but to actually see him trying to give a speech in English and like really struggling, I was like, okay, no, Bad Bunny like does not speak English. Like this is this yeah. is not just like a uh, a preference that he has. He actually just doesn't isn't bilingual in that way. And so to mm-hmm. see him like struggling with that was really interesting because. I don't know. It just, yeah, it was interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also saw the funny meme that was like him in the crowd kind of like making a little bit of like a confused, like lost face. And it was like, and it was like me when I show up at a party with only gringos that I don't know. <laughs> I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, probably was like that for Bad Bunny, you know, being at the Grammy surrounded by people. It was like, it's not necessarily his world. Um, so, oh but. my God. I am glad that he's, you know, he opened the sh- the Grammys. So that was, I think, a big deal. Yeah, very good. Bomba plena, very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that there was a All song right, about what? the apagón. It was like the political song about yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah. All right. All right. Tell us about your next song. <clears throat> yeah. So my first, your first song. song. <laughs> yeah, my first song. So I think you you were able to find songs that had more of like the yeah the the vibe of like the things that are important to you about friendship and i went more the little root which is not surprising um and just was literally like searching around because i didn't have songs in mind that were like that got to like the yeah the approach or like the feel or like you know about friendship so i had to go more literal so i found i mean there actually are quite a number of songs about friendship amistad amigos that kind of thing so this one came up a lot it was like one of the most referenced ones in the things that i was looking at so let's take a listen to amigos by ananitos verdes El sol es siempre igual, no importa si es recuerdo, es algo que vendrá. No importa cuánto hay en tus bolsillos hoy, si nada hemos venido y nos iremos igual. Pero siempre estarán en mí. Esos buenos momentos que pasamos sin saber No importa dónde estás, si vienes o si vas La vida es un camino, un camino para andar Si hay algo que esconder o hay algo que decir Siempre será un amigo El primero en saber Porque siempre estarán en mí Esos buenos momentos que pasamos sin saber Que un amigo es una luz Brillando en la oscuridad Siempre serás mi amigo all right, tell us about this yeah, song. Yeah, the song's from 1992, um, and yeah, it just came up a lot. I think it's just like a, a very reference song about about friendship. Um, we've talked about this Argentine rock band before. They had like a long career, and they were particularly, I think, influential like in the 80s and have had like an impact on the rock and espanol genre, which is like not a genre that Vero and I particularly follow or have like covered in any kind of depth on this show. Um, but I do think we brought them before. And I think they're most yeah. famous. One of their most famous songs is Lamento Boliviano, which is a cover. But their, I think their cover like was pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I feel like uh, when I think of like 
not, you know, no shade to Enanitos Verdes, but when I think of like an annoying man pulling out a guitar at a party, Latin American version, they're playing Lamento Oliano by Enanitos Verdes. <laughs> yeah, it has that, it has that like, yeah, that sort of like... But they, I remember, what one thing that I really love about Enanitos Verdes is um, that um, they, um, there's these like rock and espanol supremacists who are like also like the anti-reggaeton latin american mm. racist vibe Boring. um are often talking about how like enanitos verdes are like legendary and they would never you know like approve of music like bad bunny or j balvin or whatever reggaeton like this was like back in 2016 when this was happening but then um the somebody from Enanitos Verdes was on Oasis mm-hmm. with oh, J Balvin and Bad Bunny, and I, I was like, "Oh Lord, this is so perfect! I love it so much uh, that that they were like, approve. We're here. We're here for these I love folks. That. I love that. It's so good. That's great. Good to know. Yeah, boring, boring anti reggaetoneros. Like rock is better than." you know, reggaeton or hip hop or anything else. It's like, how about you live in a world of abundance and everything can be good. And maybe also, it's just not for you. Also the, the origins, like the roots of rock are similar to the roots of reggaeton. Like, why are you acting like it's, you know, it's that's, like, I think a little bit too much to expect from these people. Uh, yeah. Boring. So boring. Well, um, some sad news that I found out as I was reaching this episode is that the main, the lead singer, Mariciano Cantero actually died in September of this past year. Um, he was only 62 and he was having, he was having some major health issues involving his kidneys and he died after complications of a surgery related to his kidneys. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was the one I who know. was at part. He was the one who was on Oasis. I imagined I he, would be, he would be. Yeah. Died recently. Maybe I did know that because I feel like I can't imagine not like having seen the news, but I know because I, they don't I mean that much to me. Right. I didn't. And I don't think it. I mean, I didn't yeah. see a lot of coverage of it in, like, um, wow. U- U.S. newspapers. Yeah, so that's pretty sad. Wild. Yeah. So R.I.P. Young. Yeah, 62. Um, I'm glad to know that he did that recently. Yeah, I feel like the I don't think that they were necessarily done with their musical career, but... And he had some solo time as well. Like, there's been different things that have happened, so... And I don't wow. know why, like, when I was researching this episode, I felt like the songs like this one, the songs about friendship felt cheesier to me than the songs about love. And, like, I usually love cheesy music. And so I don't know if that's also just a result of, like, the way in which we don't culturally, like, value or, or like, appreciate friendship, you know? Mm, that there's something cheesy, yeah. cheesy about singing about friendship that isn't cheesy about romance which is just silly because i don't believe that but that was my experience right. with some of these songs i was like oh i don't know this feels too cheesy to me <laughs> fascinating which is like, i have a pretty high threshold for cheese so uh yeah i know you do <laughs> so i don't know what that's about but <laughs> something to investigate mm-hmm. all right what you got next okay so what i have next is uh, a French Afro-Cuban music duo who we've brought before. This is Ibeji and this song is called Sister to Sister. Our love is underwater. I've cried all over you. Slow down. Now we've grown. Let's start new. Oh 
So we've brought Ibeji before. They're twin sisters. Um, Ibeji means twins in Yoruba, and they do a lot of Orisha music, which is in Yoruba. They sing in Yoruba in English and Spanish. Um, I don't think they've sang in French, which is interesting because that's where they grew up.、Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is a song about their love as sisters, and like on a couple events, I like I'm very close to my sisters, and their friendship and steadiness in my life is like something that like absolutely nourishes me and is incredible. And also, I feel like in a few of my close friendships, I have like something that feels like sisterhood, right, with、mm-hmm. um, women, and that is just like so so important to me. And、um, I just I think this is so beautiful. There's like, like you said, like not like even some songs maybe like there's so many songs about romantic love and like not as many songs about other kinds of love. So I really appreciated this.、Um, Because of both the relationship that I have with my sisters, who are very close friends to, with, who are very close friends and have become really close to me, and、um, also like sisterhood that I feel, I just like feel like sometimes with like this sisterhood that I feel with other women is so important. And I, you know, I do have relationships with men and non-binary people that I truly cherish as well. So not to be an essentialist.、Um, <laughs> But it does feel really special, so、yeah. I and I really appreciate this this song. For、yeah. that, I mean, you just spent your birthday week with two of your best like female friends, so I'm sure yeah, you're feeling yeah feeling that glow right now, right? <clears throat> I absolutely am. I mean, it's also part of like I think part of what when I was thinking about this episode, I was like, well, what about this? You know, because I've been we've been like reflecting、mm-hmm. about our friendship and like you、mm-hmm. know a, like a. A few of us have like been through like breakups of relationships、mm-hmm. that we like maybe thought would last our whole lives or much、mm-hmm. longer, you know. And like, it's like, oh yeah, it turns out that we're each other's soulmates, you know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it does. I, I have been thinking about that a lot. Yeah, I mean, especially in like monogamy culture, which doesn't necessarily like entirely your world, but、um, right. But a, like a romantic relationship, it's much less likely to last a lifetime than a friendship if you're only going to be having sex with one person, and like that right, has to, right. you know, and that that relationship has to be, yeah, fit all these things. Whereas like yeah, with a friendship, you you can have many of them. They don't, you know, they don't have to meet your sexual need, whatever. So yeah, that feels like there's more potential longevity there if you really invest in those relationships. Yeah, and every single friend doesn't have to give you every single thing. Like it's you're like allowed to have more than one friend, and like allowed to like、mm-hmm. you know like have one friend that loves to go to the club with you, and another friend who like loves to watch、mm-hmm. movies on the couch with you, and another、mm-hmm. friend who like you know it's just like、mm-hmm. there's not this like level of competitiveness that is、mm-hmm. often、um, associated with romantic relationships, even if I mean. Even as a person who hasn't been、um, monogamous in my romantic relationships, like you know, like I still feel it. It's like, like it's not that you don't feel jealousy. It's just like you just like confront it in a different way. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's learned behavior, right? Like we learn scarcity around、um, those kinds of relationships, and. It's, that's one of the reasons that friendship is so special is because we don't tend to learn scarcity in those situations, right? Which right. is not to suggest that some of us can't feel scarcity around that. Like、right. that's also something that I've confronted before in friendships,、um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. it's yeah, just、totally. much less strong. Yeah, well, it's like the middle school idea of like you can only have one best friend, you know, and it's like why? Yeah, 
there, I don't think it's that's just a designation for one person. You know? Right. Like, right. It's just a representation of a particular yeah level of commitment to each other, your friendship. You know. So yeah, yeah. that's that's a, that's yeah. a myth. That's <laughs> a myth. Absolutely, um, for sure. Well, I love your I love your relationship with your sisters. I think it's really sweet how oh, it's so sweet. Are. We FaceTime several yeah. times a day. It's really sweet. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't. I have a brother, and I don't think it's necessarily about gender for me. But um, and yeah. we have a sweet yeah. relationship too. Shout out to David if he's listening. Um, but yeah, I think there's something <laughs> about something about three siblings and like yeah, the sort of sisterly bond that y'all share that is really yeah really sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet. I love it, and it's something that like. We've worked out also because it's not always been true of all right. of us. So yeah. like we've like sort of like built that as well. And I mean, we didn't like choose each other in the same way that like my friends and I chose each other. But like in other ways, we did choose each other because like we haven't always yeah. been super yeah, I mean, close. All relationships take work, you know, there's yeah. no relationship that is below that, you know. That's right. What is next? So I have a, um, a genre mix up here, which I'm excited about. So um, this mm. is a this is a banda song, which I was happy to find for this episode. It's called La Amistad No Cuesta, and it's by Los Dos de la S, featuring Banda MS. Primero están los dientes que los parientes, y no lo digo yo. Así es la vida. Te tienes que mover. Para alejar la ruina Y no es la misma oler Que probar la comida Y no lo digo yo, así es la vida Te tienes que mover para alejar la ruina Y no es la misma ley que probar la comida Ubica quién es quién, porque hoy en día Aquí hasta el más molacho te tira mordidas Y no falta esa gente que me veía pa' abajo mi estilo no es así, yo sí brindo mi mano El hombre no espera, pero desespera Y para calmarla no hay que atenerse a nadie El dinero va y viene I love this Yeah, good Yes, I just love a fucking tuba you know I do. <laughs> I know. I know tubas and accordions. It's just it's great. Yeah, the deepness of the sound is really lovely. Yeah, I'm really enjoying exploring banda. I think it's really um yeah, I think I'm just enjoying like exploring a genre that I know very little about and it wasn't part of my nostalgia, my childhood. Yeah, yeah. I it, me neither, but I've really grown to love it. So, one of the things I really liked about this song was this lyric which says, Y es como me di cuenta que la amistad no cuesta, pero un amigo como vale. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was very sweet. That was very sweet. Yeah, I, um, I feel like it's so interesting to me because so much about what I love about New York City, I mean, I think that the vibe of the city works for me. If it didn't, I might not be here anymore. But like, 
I think that I could be happy in a lot of places, but these are where my this is where my people are. And there was one point where I was like, I never really didn't want to be here, but there were other things that were pulling me other places. And I was like, no, like I need to be where my people are. That's like the thing that's of the most value to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I definitely relate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about DC. I feel like. You know, and I did leave, <laughs> yeah. um, and for reason, you know, for other reasons, and then um, it felt like there was no question that that when those reasons kind of shifted, I was going to come back here. You know, like mm-hmm. this because yeah, this is where my people are, and, and yeah, it's really hard to. It was it, it was life without my people was really hard, you know, yeah. and it was it was a particularly isolated time because it was the pandemic, so I couldn't even travel yeah. um, in the way that I imagined. But yeah, it's like it's like my people and family. You know, like I want to mm-hmm. be close to one or two of those things you know like and so yeah it's part of what what makes dc feel like home for me yeah one of the things about friendship too is that you know a lot of this episode we've been talking about like really deep and like committed friendships and those are so important but one thing that the pandemic did for me that i still miss that um really shifted was this other layer of friendships Mm -hmm. that I have that are like more casual friendships, but I still get so much out of, you know, right? that I would be like, see around at, Mm -hmm. you know, like venues or shows or, you know, like things that I go to a lot less now maybe, or that like things have shifted around for like how um, I'm engaging with them or how people generally engage with them. And I really miss that still, right? This like layer of friendships that are a little bit more casual, but I still like still hold a lot of meaning for me. Like they're not like people that are going to like leave me their treasures should they perish or they're not like <laughs> going to, you know, like make me their power of attorney. You know, like those are all things that I may do with my friendships, you know, mm-hmm. like, but this is like a different layer of friendships that is like more casual, but like. I just, I like value it so much and I've had a lot less of that ever since the pandemic. And I really, I really mourned that. Yeah. Yeah. There's like psychology research about, about these kind of like different tiers of like friendship. There's like your A's and your B's and your C's that kind of like delineate um, these different kind of connections that we have. Um, And yeah, I think like I wouldn't be able to survive without the like A's right without the people who are like my Mm -hmm. deep intimate people but there's a lot of like meaning and joy and whatever that comes from like the other circles of people too and I do think you're right the pandemic because you had to choose right you were like you know it's like the risks involved in social socializing were such that you know you weren't going to be doing it in a casual way and I mean I still yeah it's still limiting me in certain ways um and yeah I think that's that's also really sad to lose that. I know it's been really hard on young people and different groups of people, you know, who are more isolated mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's not sure. just like the rider dies. It's also, yeah, like the people, yeah. the broader circle who like you might call on in different moments or yeah, spend time with in different ways. Well, I really love this song. Yeah. I am a fan of Banda MSA now, I think. Um, I brought to this show before this song that Banda MSA did with Snoop Dogg that I really love. <laughs> and I think that I should just like look into them a little bit more because mm-hmm. every time I hear some of this like Banda tuba and the accordions and like, you know, like the timbre of their voices, I, I just like I'm into it. So I think I'm going to do a little bit more 
deep diving into them. On the MSA have like a long career, like pretty well known, lots of hits. Los um, Dos de la S were a new group to me and I didn't find as much about them online. So I imagine that they might not have the same um, length of career or success. But um, yeah, I really like this and I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, into it. Okay, what do you got next? What I have next is another song that's like not even necessarily about friendship, but um, some of the ways that my friendships make me feel. Um, this song is called Otra Era and it's by Javier Amena. a song about uh, the perspectives that someone is giving you and it's not even necessarily like I said about friendship Um, it's not about romance either it's just like about somebody Um, but I think it it really captures something about what I get from my most meaningful friendships Um, she talks about like this person here as in like coming from like a different era right like this like ability Mm. to see things that she cannot see and I really relate to that because I rely on my closest friendships for that kind of like ability to see, like an ability to see me without like the things that like my own like shortcomings and like ability, like inability to see like both like things that are, like I said, like shortcomings or things that are like positive about myself that like are clouded by self-doubt and also right. like this ability to like look at the world. Right. And, um, I really do rely on my closest friends to do this for me and they rely on me to do this for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And like something about like, there's a line on here where she says like, hay algo en tu planteamiento, en tu una visión pionera. And she's talking about how like, it's like, wow, like something that, something about how you see the world is about the future. And it feels like it's from the future. And I think also because these closest friendships of mine are with people whose work is to reimagine the world, right? These are people that I met as part of like movements for social justice and like movements to like abolish the police and, you know, like establish bodily autonomy in ways that are really radical. 
um, they are looking at the future, right? Like their ideas are like, you know, like about new futures. And I think mm-hmm. that because that's sort of like where our heads are a lot of time and where our labor is, mm-hmm. we're also like, it feels like we're able to build little pockets of the future together. And it just feels mm-hmm. so wonderful. Yeah, it's really sweet. It yeah, is. it's like living into your vision for what could be possible. Yeah, and we're also, like, constantly shaping that and reshaping that for each other. Right. Right, because we all see different things. Um, and we all have, like, these different gifts. And, like, in in some ways, you know, like, for people, like, my friends that I just went on this, like, birthday trip with mm-hmm. are people that I've been doing this work with for, like, 15 years in, like, really close and intricate ways together. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's really been incredible to see like not just how they've shaped me but like how we've all shaped each other mm-hmm. in sort of really inextricable ways over the last decade decade and a half and um yeah it's just so it's such a gift you know friendship can be such a gift mm-hmm. and this yeah this song really like I was like yes this is this is the vibe for me like it's like you know, like you're like for, like you're seeing something different. You take me somewhere different that like I would not be able to go on my own. Right. I just remember that there's like an American kind of like concept sort of answer to this like day of friendship and love, which is Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh yes. But I just don't yes, relate to that at like all because it's so gendered. Thing, yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It it's gendered. Like a, yeah, it's a newish but... concept. It's gendered. Yeah, I feel like it's very much like straight women being like, "Let me celebrate my like female friends," you know. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I appreciate, but I don't think it's necessary oh, for it to be gendered at all, you know? Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, but it sounds but cute. That, like, Valentine's came from, Day. Like, cute. It came from like Parks and Rec. I can't remember. Yeah, like, a pop show culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, but I mean, any sort of like dings that we can make it like, you know, romantic supremacy, romantic <laughs> supremacy. Yeah, it's like, like you said, like the. Is, that works, but yes, um, it could be more, much more expansive than that. That yeah. like I feel like Valentine's Day is like sort of like from the like a girl boss lean in, girl power <laughs> sort of like that feminist yeah. era. Yeah, and I think it can be better than that. You know, like I don't think that right. it conceptually is tied to all of that, but it yeah. sort of feels like it emerged from that era. It did, yeah, yeah, and like the same world of people who like call their female friends their girlfriends because they're so straight that no one would be confused, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> just like guys, come on, really, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that it it does something, but it doesn't go as it doesn't go far enough. Yeah, and it's like right. I think traditionally maybe gal I don't know, traditionally what does that even mean? But my idea of Valentine's Day is it's on the thirteenth, so it's like you still celebrate romantic love on the 14th but on the 13th you're with your female friend you know and i'm like okay all right yeah so okay my last song for the main part of this episode is a bachata um it's called amis amigos it's actually a cover um but this cover is by el chaval de la bachata let's take a listen a mis amigos les adeudo la ternura y las palabras de aliento y el abrazo El compartir con todos ellos la factura Que nos presenta la vida paso a paso A mis amigos les adeudo la paciencia De tolerarme las espinas más agudas Los arrebatos, el humor, la negligencia 
las vanidades, los temores y las dudas Un barco frágil de papel Parece a veces la amistad Pero jamás puede con él La más violenta tempestad Adeudo algún enfado que perturbar alguna vez nuestra armonía. Sabemos todos que no puede ser pecado. So this is a cover of a 1994 song by Alberto Cortez, who's an Argentinian singer-songwriter. I think he was, I think he may have passed away. Um, but it has this very like flowery and dramatic metaphor about friendship being like a fragile paper boat. <laughs> But that can like never be sunken because it's like mm. from the heart, you know. Mm. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I don't exactly know what he meant in this metaphor, but to me, it makes me think of what we're talking about. About like you have to care for it, right? Like it's a delicate thing right. that you do have to care for, um, but it can weather. You know, it can weather all sorts of storms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that sometimes, um, in the ways that we like, we think of friendships as like accidents of circumstance and I mean in that sense all of our relationships are um, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just like oh just because you were you sat next to me at school and now you're my friend or you're my neighbor and now you're my friend and it's like maybe and also like it requires like you know like a good friendship requires like you said all this care yeah it's interesting that this is an Argentine singer songwriter that did this song because I can really hear it as a tango i don't know mm. if he wrote it as a tango so mm -hmm. you know like, there's a, i'm sure people in 1994 in argentina were writing different songs but i can really hear it also as a tango. yeah that wouldn't surprise me i didn't get to listen to the original but that yeah that wouldn't surprise me i do hear that i hear that kind of mm -hmm. drama in it yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah for sure but i feel like it makes a good bachata too because bachata for sure has yeah it does drama. it's yeah, a good one and this dude, Tell us El, about this artist. Yeah, El Chavalera Bachata. We've never brought him before. Um, he is a Dominican um, named Linar Espinal. He's the vocalist. So he has, a, he has an incredible voice. Um, he and does. He it's beautiful. Was, yeah, he was originally part of a group called Los Infantiles de la Maria, which I think is really great. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. And yeah, Chaval is like, you know, a young person. So it's sort of still part of his brand. Um, and then in 1997, he launched his solo career. So yeah, he, I've definitely he's definitely a name that I know and I've come across his music before, but I just think haven't hasn't made it to the podcast. Um, but I love Bachata and I love the drama of this, <laughs> of this metaphor and this Beautiful. Song. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes friendships can be very dramatic in oh my God. good ways and bad ways, you it's know true. what I mean? Like it's true. in difficult ways. And I think that, I mean, for me, um, even like difficulty can be very hard, but it like the ability to overcome difficulty within mm -hmm. a friendship, like really deepens it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, how you deepen emotional intimacy, I think, is yeah. you, yeah, versus like just glossing things over or just letting friendships like drift away right. because of there's conflict or whatever you know? yeah. yeah which is fine for some relationships you know like yeah. not all friendships have to be like everything but right yeah for friendships where you have like where you hold a really deep commitment to people like mm -hmm. you have to bring the hard shit up mm -hmm. yeah you have to work through shit yeah 
it's real. I'm like, I just had one conversation with a friend and I'm having another one this week of different friends of just like having, yeah, these like hard conversations that are about, yeah, deepening emotional intimacy and like, that's right. Yeah. Creating more like safety in our, in our relationship. And that's like really important. It's like hard work, but it's worth it. You know, that's right. Well, thanks for this lovely idea for an episode, Veto. This was totally came from your brainstorming. So um. yeah, yeah. I just, you know, had like a love fest with my friends last mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. um, it's been on my mind. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm glad that you got to celebrate that way. Um, and yeah, thanks y'all for listening. As always, all the songs info is on our show notes at RallyManea.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a very cute newsletter where we put things that we've been reading and things that we're into. So make sure to sign up for that. And as always, thank you so much to Maite for the editing help. See y'all next week. Hasta la próxima, y'all. Ella no era así, ella no era así, no sé quién la daño, pero...